0: To all the wanderers, wanderers, free thinkers, and throwaway kids, welcome to the Dumpster Fire. Let's Let's get get dumpster dumpster diving.
1: diving.
0: We're ready because we're live. Yeah. All All right. It's a special night. We have a guest, Miss Morticia Adams, the now Dumpster Fire spirit expert. (laughs) Witch of the Dumpster Fire. Goddess of death. Goddess of death. Oh Hail Morticia! Adams. Hail Morticia!
2: <laughs> so happy to be here. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. So uh, I understand that you heard our uh, last podcast, and there was some stuff you're really interested in and know about. That correct? Yes,
2: yeah, so I was yelling at the radio, you know, or well, yelling at my speakers all the way to work. Um, so when you were talking about Waverly, I just love it there. Uh-huh. Absolute, just paradise for the paranormal mm-hmm. connoisseur the energy there is just so off the charts and that's saying a lot for me. And I know some people may think that's a little exaggerated. And I also wanted to point out that I agreed with, I believe it was you talking about how Mm -hmm. the upper floor didn't, didn't do anything for you that, you know, quote unquote, death shoot didn't do anything for you. I agree. Yeah. Absolute. I won't say a dead space because it's nothing there is, but The third or the fourth floor. I'm not sure which one we were on um when the tour guide took us out there. I had I wore my white lab jacket because I wanted to trigger what was there. Uh So I insisted on being that person that would go to the corner. You know, I was like, I gotta go. I have to go down there. Yeah. Please, please, please. And she's like, Oh, all right, all right. You know, calm down. Yeah, that's the same tour. Yeah. Yeah. So we went went down to the end. Now everybody behind me is just losing it because she said, you know, hold your hands out. Like you're holding the hands of kids because Mm -hmm. they like to come up and and play. So I was like, okay, I could feel that mass of, of energy. I didn't see anything there around me, but the people behind me could, they said you could see the smaller shadows, the darker, uh, smaller shadows. And so I got to the corner there where I could see the rest of the hallway that everybody behind me couldn't see. And it was a constant mass of movement. Now, if you are familiar with the history of Waverly, they would basically force the patients to march up and down the hallway because yes, they yeah. thought that air therapy was going the to be helpful. Yes, temperatures, yeah. And I really do feel, now we'll go to, I'll talk about this in a minute, it was an imprint like Justin had talked about, that those people are in a very miserable point and that imprinted, and so we're just seeing them do that over and over. However, yeah. there were definitely cognizant spirits there that knew I was there and you had talked about seeing a guy that was exactly like a living person you, he looked totally solid to you mm-hmm. so at the end there was a doorway at the end of this hallway and he was leaning there was a man there that looked like an employee on break like you had said leaning up with his leg against the wall you know just like hey how you doing look straight at me I look straight at him I know he was not he wasn't a living being mm-hmm. um, yeah, so that was very intense. I stayed there forever. Just It was just amazing. Then finally the lady's like, all right, got to come back. <laughs> so I did. Um, and then I even had a friend who became a believer at Waverly. She was always like, oh, this is, you know, ah, you guys are crazy. So we were up at that when we first got onto that floor. And she's telling the history of the place. I saw the little, I think they call him the Groper. Isn't that right?
0: That's what she said. Yeah, that's what the lady told us. This was the owner that told us that, too. Tina,
2: right? That's, I think, Mama that's her name. right aunt. here? Yes. Yeah. So she hadn't got. It wasn't her. It was. This was just a, a random tour guide. But I saw the shadow of that thing that they call the Grover. He kind of scuttles. Mm-hmm. So I, I saw that immediately. As soon as we got up there, I saw that on the wall. And she was talking. I didn't say anything. And then the lady that was with me that was the skeptic, her name is Brandy, she was just acting very awkward she was standing awkwardly and so later I asked her I said what you know what what was going on up there did something happen and she goes well you know I don't believe in this stuff but she said you know how when you feel somebody in a crowd trying to get past you like behind you or whatever you just feel that Mm -hmm. and so you just automatically move up she said I kept feeling that there were people behind me but I kept looking there wasn't anybody there so she was like I I don't know but that was it was just so intense I, I just can't not believe that that just happened you know yeah. she's like it happened Absolutely. so that was great um even the very first time i went to waverly i went for like one of the little you know they used to set it up as a haunted house which was like yeah. a fundraiser they that's did. where they started they had not yes. set the haunted
0: house up when we went uh they started the construction and then they stopped it completely and i don't know if they didn't know what they were going to do with the place or what but when we actually did our intro and came in we went to their old their little setup room where they had like a movie playing to introduce you to, to Waverly and stuff. And I remember that. That's gone. Yes, you don't yes. go to that anymore at all.
2: Well, that was so, nice. I like that.
0: Yeah, that was... And that was when... I remember that. They said, we started on the haunted house and, and we stopped because we thought this place was really haunted. They, uh, they were planning to do the theater at the time, if that dates it. they were. They, we couldn't go in that room. It was so torn up. They said, you'll fall through the floor. So
2: I think that... They were talking. They were in talks of making it into a hotel when I first went to Wayland. Yeah, that's what I. And they went to haunted house. Yeah, in the basement. So So they were doing these haunted house fundraisers in like the first floor in the little spaces that they actually had that they could. Yeah. And even standing outside. Um. And again, I don't. I don't care if people smoke. It doesn't bother me. But I'm standing out there in this place, and my friend and I are in line. And there's all these little teenagers smoking and throwing their cigarettes down, and I was just so incensed by this, Mm -hmm. like. Yeah, disproportionately so to yeah. how it should have bothered me because it wasn't my property, and yeah. you know. Um, and I just thought, how can these people do that knowing what happened here? And these people died like gasping, you know, I yeah. mean, like how, how yeah. awful is that? And I even felt dizzy, I felt disoriented and weird. And so, later, I wasn't a nurse at this point. This first time, um, later on, I looked into the Symptoms of TB and it's dizziness, and of course, yeah. it is. You yeah. know, I mean, you, sure. not, sure. you're, you're hypoxic, you of course, yeah. you're dizzy. So, I thought that was very weird. That I, I think that was the influence of the place.
0: Well, and this, folks, we threw you right in and we did not talk about this at all. Yeah, literally, we sat down, we talked some shop just about the recording, uh, and that, that's it. Yeah. So, and we do. We do have a whiskey. We're going to we're gonna change things up and go a little different direction. Uh, I have Hard Truth Indiana Rye Whiskey. Now, this is out of Brown County, Indiana. So this is not a Kentucky bourbon. This is this Indiana is, Boys this making this. It local. It's Quaffon Brewery. Also is at the same spot. It's a pretty cool place. You can have a wedding there, apparently. Sweet. I <laughs> found that out looking. But this is 100 Proof Rye, obviously. This is Ella's choice. Ella is not able to be with us tonight, but she will be back. And uh, we're going to try this whiskey for her. Give so this is a shot, Justin. How are you doing
1: today? I'm doing
3: great. I'm trying to wake up. Try, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: It's
3: been a lazy day for me. I don't get many of those, so I try to relish them. That's
0: that's an amazing. How much we didn't want naps
3: as children. Yeah. <laughs> and now we would. Every punishment of a child, I now love: spanking, snaps, <laughs> uh, snack time. I mean, all of it. All right. Oh God. Let's choose.
0: Oh my gosh, this is sharp!
3: That is definitely a rye. I'll give you the dragon breath.
2: Yeah. Mm. I think that helped my throat.
0: Yeah. Good. Very, very, very spicy, and peculiarly, I get a lot of green in this. Yeah, I I can see that. Odd. uh, Yeah. I don't know. This is a really strong one. I don't. I don't dislike it. But it seems rather unfinished and just hundred.
3: yeah, It's New very in your face. If New you, brewery, yeah, yeah. It's got a very uh, rubbing note.
2: Yeah, very.
0: Very. Let me give you a, a shot.
3: I also have to give it
0: uh, give it its credit. We do not have ice tonight, so we're using whiskey stones. Yeah. So that will make it a little sharper. But I don't. I don't think the ice influences much because we give our opinion right off the bat, and we don't let the ice melt down. We're pretty good about yeah staying consistent. So. But yeah, uh, Justin, you, you've known Morticia here for a while, right? A uh, mm-hmm. decade or so. Yeah. Find her uh,
3: trustworthy, good person. Okay. Uh, she's <laughs> one of the most um, forthright people I've ever met and simply one of the most intelligent. And, uh, and somewhat frightening uh, roller derby. <laughs> I
2: do. I play roller derby, and, uh-huh. and that's the least of the frightening things about me, I think. But I love it. Uh, it's good fun. I, I think I,
3: I would call you a specimen. Like, oh, yeah. you are a prime example of what someone should strive to be.
2: <laughs> oh, well, thank you. I, I disagree, but I really appreciate that. I appreciate you are, that. You are
3: quite tall
1: and strong. Oh, we'll I, that, is,
2: that is true. I am a Valkyrie yeah. Amazon woman. And, yes. and so, actually, roller derby is something that lets me use that uh-huh. yeah. and not get the, oh, my God, what is wrong with you? And I think
3: it would be a, a sad life to not to have that kind of power and not to ever be able to wield it. Right. Um, so it what, is. Yes. I think that might be where your love of roller derby comes from because you're able to
2: Yeah, I hurt absolutely people. agree. <laughs> because you know, growing up like I played every sport, but I'm so big and strong and you know, people yeah. would it was just it you know, there was yeah. never any accolades for being the big strong girl, yeah. you know. Yeah. So for Derby, it's great when people are like, oh my God, (laughs) you hit me so hard or they're on the floor, you know, they're like three (laughs) feet away on the floor and they're like, oh God, that was a great hit. And they're, you know, and I love it. I love it. I just absolutely love it. But I also love the battle. And as a female, you know, I'm not, I'm not necessarily in war, but that is my war. I, I will get emotional and I, and I did a talk with, um, the IUPUC Feminist Club, actually. And we had a panel with it was during the whole zoom everything was zoom days and we did a little panel with some of my derby sisters and it was fantastic we were all crying i'm not a crier but
1: yeah
2: i I, it is an honor to to battle with those girls and i don't think that they know how serious it is for me but it's serious like i have uh actually the last podcast i did well, I think there was a video component. I was so gorked out on narcotics because I had just shattered this arm. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, and I was probably, like, four days post-op. Yeah. It was six weeks of my life, but... Yeah. But yeah, totally worth it. i do it again. Yeah, i do it again. friend of
0: mine uh, actually broke her foot, and she... Very uh, not cool. Sent me the X-ray images when I asked if she was okay, and I was like, "Oh, that's not okay." <laughs> yeah. And then she said it's fixed now and sent me the image with the pins. I was like, yeah. Like okay, yeah. So she broke it. I think she still does that. Yeah. So she stuck with it. Yeah. What? Where did she play? At uh, Columbus.
2: Oh, who is it?
0: Yeah. Uh, Mariah Everman
2: Mariah, is it Fisher now? Yeah. Oh, I know. we ruthless, you know, Mariah. Yeah. yeah. She's on. She's my teammate. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. She's a friend. I'm friends with her dad, so I've known awesome. her for quite a while. yeah yep. Yeah, she got me good with that one. Uh, I I still kind of cringe now. I
2: I wasn't there when that one happened, but I've seen some pretty nasty injuries. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I will never ask a woman her weight, but how tall are you?
2: I am 5'11". Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of, you know, you can't find pants. People always think that you want to be the tall girl, but you can't find pants. Uh They're all high water. So it gets yeah. old after a while.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I can yeah. see that. Yeah. Every tall woman I've ever dated has mentioned the lack of pants. And it's the I did, first thing. It's, I, it really I didn't is. realize that buying jeans involved tears until <laughs> I, I was engaged to a girl who was 5'10. And uh, she uh, she was like, We're going jean shopping today. I was like, Oh, that'll take an hour. Uh, that was a six-hour experience with tears and multiple stops. But she proved to me why it involved all, all that. She took two different brands that had the exact same size I'm on them. Wrong. There yeah, was literally four-inch difference you, between these pairs of pants.
0: This is, this is a life hack. I'm just going to throw it out there for everybody. Ladies, buy men's jeans. Yeah. Buy men's jeans. They're yeah. shaped like women's jeans now, and they have better pockets. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Pocket and envy. More we don't have penis pairs. envy. We have pocket envy, pocket and in. that is My true. Friends,
0: mm-hmm. it, Ella's favorite pair of jeans look the best on her pair of men's jeans.
2: Good mm-hmm. advice. Should right, check yeah.
0: into that. Right. You, if you need any advice on that, let me know. <laughs> I'll tell you what cut will probably work for you, and you know, go from there.
2: Wow. Mm-hmm. All right.
0: Yeah. Nice man of many talents. Yeah. Apparently just, so. Just enough to get me in trouble. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so anyway. What we're doing tonight is we're going into scary stories, and this is going to be scary stories too. Part duh. Part duh. We're <laughs> going to lean on our guests tonight because she is obviously a wealth of knowledge about this stuff. Uh, I've had one other friend of mine reach out who also told us the details of the spot in Vernon, the, the kid yeah. in that an attic. And I'm sure when she hears this, she will be on Cloud Nine. Oh. And she may end up being okay. a guest later on.
3: I don't know that I've... Uh, did I tell my story about Seth's root days? Yes, you did. Okay, That's the one that... Uh, okay.
0: Carrie is her name, that my friend actually immediately sent me a novel. Oh, okay. So she was awesome. all about that. Awesome. I, was, I was shocked. It's amazing how we're doing this. We're just putting this out into the ether. and yeah. These people are picking up on it and coming back and saying, hey, this happened to me. And yeah. then we would have never connected Yeah, had but it not been for this.
3: That's the whole goal of this, just start a conversation. Yeah. Uh, I think that's good. It's
2: good stuff. I really was enjoying the drive and also just dying to talk to you guys in real life. I'm like, oh God, I have so much to say about that. But here I am stuck in traffic so, in Scipio. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so let's go. Let's just go back some. and uh, I want you to give people kind of a backstory on yourself and why this is important to you.
2: Well, uh, I was actually talking about this a little bit to Justin, not that he needs it because he knows me. But I can't think of a time in my life that for lack of a better word, the spirit world wasn't part of my life. Um, Mm -hmm. To me, that is normal. So I remember when I started school thinking how weird it was that these other people did not have that experience and that um, actually I thought, thought, man, how boring, like how sad is that, that you don't see these other things that are going on around you or feel it. And so that was a culture shock to me when I went to school to realize that people, not everybody. You know, not everybody's family was like that, and it really is kind of a familial thing to me.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: But I also think that, um, and I am a pagan, and I think that's because of my the way that I was, you know, born to be. But um, I feel like we all have that to some degree, and society shuts it down in us. Does everything absolutely? Because I think we're created to to connect with that and society again tells you don't talk about that stuff. People think you're crazy or, you know, that you are crazy, that's not real. You know, you've got those parents that do that or these, your siblings or whoever in your life that's influential. So I think that's really sad that people get that shut down. But I, you know, I had no idea that that was even something that happened, that, you know, my parents were always very supportive of everything, even if they didn't experience it. Um, I think my mom's side of the family was more so of that uh, nature. And so I was already a witchy person when I was born. We lived in a very rural place out here in Butlerville, and um, grew up on hmm. a, a part of the River Riverbank is where I grew up, and I feel that those woods really d- lent to my development. Right. Um, saw all kinds of crazy stuff there, and I say crazy just because I know it is to other people, but to me, it wasn't so. It wasn't so crazy. Um, so here I am now I'm not gonna say how old I am but I am mature 23 (laughs) yeah right right I'm 19 that's my favorite number by the way and uh, so I just I am I think back and there's just so much that has happened to me in my life that again I told Justin you'll have to you'll have to leave me where you want me because there's just so much to talk about that I don't even know where to start Mm
3: Well, there's a story I know pretty well. Oh gosh, yes. But I, I, would like.
2: Uh, now this will upset me if it's the one I'm thinking of, but uh, I'll tell
3: it. I, I would like to hear about because uh, there's it something. So it's <laughs> something I find fascinating because of my uh, my obsession with quote unquote mythology. Um, mm-hmm. you, you've met the god Pan, and I think that is amazing, and I love this story. So.
2: Okay, so now it's funny because we're starting with one of the. Uh, actually, one of the most um, emotional stories that I ever had, or encounters I ever had, because usually I am going to stop there for a second and say that you were talking about your girlfriend Abigail, right? Yeah. Okay, I can identify with her so much. Like I already know seventy five percent of this girl because she's experienced like she's yeah. the same way. Yeah. She's exactly um. So. You, you get so used to this stuff and so it's not even an emotionally draining thing it's not upsetting you're just like that's life i mean that's yeah, part of a your part normal of environment every day um so where where i grew up we were all outside playing i was like i had told him maybe 7 or 8 right. um and this is again over in butlerville on the creeks of the Muscatatuck river and there's all these um like chunks of stone laying around you know like you can climb on them they're huge and there's a big rock Face that above that is where my house sits and we're like down in the valley playing in the woods my woods of course is what i always called it um yeah. and there was this down tree that we had been playing on for a long time it was just so epic you know it had this it was huge so you could get on it and walk on it and the roots had lifted out of the ground and made this like cave out of the dirt and it yeah. was just a wonderful thing you know even though i was sad the tree was gone it was fun to play on <clears throat> so i'm not going to say who all was there because i You know, maybe they don't want to know. Maybe they don't want people to know. Yeah. But I had my nieces and um, a cousin. I just had a few people from my family, and they were all female. We were all down there playing. Now, the road made this big horseshoe, and it went up as it curved around and went back. If you know where Cumberworth's Trailer Court used to Mm -hmm. be back in the day. Okay. I lived across from Pauley's Sawmill okay okay so you went across that old rickety crazy bridge across Muscatatuck mm-hmm. back in the day and it went up that that curve and and it was an elevation as you, it just climbed so um we've the whole atmosphere changed you could feel this darkness come into the area and it had snowed just a little bit so there's like the skim of snow left in some spots down in the woods because it, it didn't get you know sun so we're sitting there just on this log, and this this darkness comes over the, the area. This feeling of darkness. No light was lost, but I had this. I was drawn to look in this one. Pos- we all were. We all looked over at the same time, and there is a creature that um, is the body of a goat, a black goat. He was he, everything about him was black, except his skin, which was white as snow. I mean, he hmm. was super pale. His eyes were just full of hate. Like he absolutely hated the fact that we were having fun. Like I know that sounds weird, but he hated our joy. And so of course the other kids are just losing it. Um and he would be on one rock and then he'd be on another. I uh, it wasn't there was no he diso- it was just he was here and then he was there. Yeah. Um and so they didn't know what to do, and here I'm the elder of the group and scared out of my wits. Now I can handle just about anything, but this thing was a little out of my pay grade. So all I could think of doing now, again, I'm not a Christian, but all I could think about doing was singing Christmas songs yeah. because the intent is yeah. what matters. Enjoy. Yeah. Yes. And I thought this thing, this will drive, this will help these girls focus their energy with me to drive this thing out of here. Like yeah. this is our property. This is what we're going to do to, this is my quickie ritual to get rid of this guy. So that's what we started doing. We started singing Christmas songs. Um, and he was, you could just tell he was livid. I mean, you could yeah. feel it baking off of him. Um, yeah. And it was so funny because, and I, I wonder if he didn't alter his appearance just a little bit because I saw what terrified me the most. Um, I'm a huge Stephen King fan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so much so that he has inked on me. But from Cycle of the Werewolf or Silver Bullet, it's actually yeah. Silver Bullet. the well, The guy that plays the werewolf, that's what this guy looked like. Really? the the Reverend Reverend yeah, Lowell that's yeah. what he looked like okay so to me he was I don't know you know if he looked slightly different to the other girls I've only ever talked to one of them about it and you probably have heard it from her too yeah. and she tells uh, it exactly the same yeah. which is saying yeah, a lot it does
3: not waver at all no
2: it, I mean this is this is the facts as I lived them uh, so he started he, he took off up the, the road so after a moment we lost sight of him but we could hear his hooves all the way up uh-huh. yeah and that was very ominous and again i felt his displeasure
3: i, I love the fact that you chased him off using christmas songs <laughs> I, I know and i think that is just the weirdest <laughs> thing for me but to me that needs we, to be in a book something.
2: i had to it think does. of something that would focus everybody and they knew it you know what yeah. i mean like yeah, they had to they know it so then the kicker is that as soon as he was gone i scrambled down and ran off to one of these rocks that he had been standing on because it had a little scrim of snow on it and there was there was tracks there was tracks there that looked as if they had been melted larger than his feet really were and that's the story i and Mm -hmm. now i love these woods i loved Mm -hmm. them i never went back in them we moved shortly after that i never went back in the woods alone or ever. I so don't you remember. were never
3: back in those I, woods? I don't remember or?
2: ever going back in those woods. Oh,
3: okay. That was going to be but another one of my questions. Was, nope, never went back. Um, had you felt like those woods were cleansed of him or anything, but you never went back? I never so. went
2: back, and then we moved shortly after. It would
3: be interesting to go back to those woods now.
0: Yeah, see. I wonder
2: what would happen if I went and talked to him and like, called yeah. him.
0: There's yeah. a uh, there's a cemetery. i got another friend that is... He's a Christian, big Christian. Uh, I would call him a skeptic. We used to lay out here and watch satellites go by and watch the skies and stuff and he very rationalizes things there's a cemetery out there if you go uh, past the urban training center and go around like you're going to the we call it the pike camp mm-hmm. where yeah. Justin used to live Yeah, it's off to the right it's like very caverns. very old and he is terrified of that spot and there's a story that I haven't really it's got terrifying. out of but he's terrified of that cemetery because be, he'd take people there and he would refuse to step out of the car and so I don't know, maybe that place
3: is terrifying. There's and yeah. this is
0: we we live right on the edge of a gigantic ancient forest. I tell people that like go go look at your aerial view of where we're at in the world yeah. and it's kind of kind of shocking cuz it feel this feels like a town. Yeah. It feels like there's, you know, you you go any which direction there's people around you, but we're 60 miles from anything really. Yeah. of substance and we live, I mean, we got state forests all around us. Yeah. So there's there's spots out there that are untouched. I remember uh, a friend of mine, uh, we were right there by Selmayer Forest, and we used to dig up Civil War bullets and stuff.
3: Yeah. They were right there in the ground because there was a big battle through there. The uh, family farm my mother uh, grew up on, mm-hmm. and it's been in our family for over 200 years, I, I mean, they dug up Clovis mm-hmm. culture, uh, tips and arrowheads. uh, I I actually have a stone axe at my house right now that came from the farm.
0: Oliver Edmondson was the guy's name. Uh, We mushroom hunted his property and it had to have been some kind of magic because every time we went we would pull morels out. It didn't make sense. Hmm. off time and we'd find them. There was a gigantic tree that my dad told me about and we went and walked up to it and the tree was so big that it had killed everything in a ring around it. So it was like a fairy ring in the forest from this huge tree. I mean, it's got to be hundreds of years old. Oliver had the biggest arrowhead collection I've ever seen in my life, and he picked every one of them up out of the ground, tilling a field on the back of a mule. Really? He'd had them forever. Yes. That's So awesome. I know these were all
3: from Indiana. He had Clovis points in there. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, this, this area's been populated for a very, very long time. So uh, It's gone through many religions. It's, it's History goes deep. And I mean, the original founders of North Vernon were uh, pretty distinct religious sect uh, I'm not going to say cult but I'm going to say cult <laughs> I, mean, uh, I can't remember the name uh, there was a book written about it uh, they fought with the Quakers um, John Voight the founder of Vernon he started his own religious sect and it was very culty which I mean most sects <laughs> this is of, a little culty uh, yeah. <laughs> M- most sects of Christianity There, I mean there's thousands of small offshoots that yeah. I mean, look up the Klisites. Oh my lord, Russian sect of Christianity oh. that believe you have to sin in a carnal way to be closer to God. Their <laughs> their uh, okay. Sunday sermons involve orgies. I mean, there's been <laughs> thousands of offshoots even, of Christianity. Even Russian
0: Orthodoxy yeah. is yeah. very hardcore and yeah. very different. Yeah. It, it, it gets a little uh, old school. I mean, it, it's I very interesting to me. You know how uh, all religions have kind of the same base. I mean, yeah. And they all have the same stories and they all they have all, the same yeah, rituals
3: even. You go back, you look at comparative mythology. Mm-hmm. I mean, you go all the way back to Sumer um, 10,000 years. You go back to Gobleko Tepe. You go back to the Indus River Valley people. Mm-hmm. Um, you go to the Hapa's. Uh, I guess that's Indus River Valley. A- Ancient Egypt, um, the founding. You even look at the Ubaid people that were before um, the Sumerians. And um, They told the same stories. They told the exact same stories. And you can see those stories leak into the Abrahamic religions. I mean, every religion across the globe had a flood story. It's a deluge myth. Every past uh, polytheistic religion Mm -hmm. had a storm god defeating some sort of uh, chaos uh, representative reptile. Every one of them. I mean, from Norris to Hindu to uh, to Egypt to Sumer. And uh, so it all came from the same thing. It all yeah. ca- and uh, you're talking about several thousand years, several millennia of an oral tradition is how we pass knowledge down. So, of course, they're going to change. Yeah, we've all played the telephone game. Um, but, yeah, so that's why you see such uh, sim- similarities in the base of all religion because they all have a starting point. Uh, that's one of my... Uh, One of my obsessions is ancient man. But uh, uh, there was another, and I'm completely forgetting the details because it's been been years and years. You told me another ghost story about aging me over there. It's uh, been decades. uh, (laughs) Well, I'm old. You're a witch. You don't age. Oh, this (laughs) is true. You don't age. Um, I'm old. Uh, But uh, no, there was another ghost story you told me from your childhood. And I want to say it involved the house.
2: but
3: That's the only detail I can come up with right now. Um,
2: Well, you know, I think that most locations are haunted. And so for me, I like to describe it to people as in, you're in a sea of people who speak a foreign language, and those spirits realize that you speak their language yeah. and so they are trying to get to you yeah. they gravitate to you because if they, they have know something you to can do, translate yes.
1: yeah. now
2: i do want to give kudos to justin though cuz we were also talking about how um i was screaming at the radio on my way to to work the other day um talking about he was saying imprints versus other types of hauntings and and that's true too and i now, those are a different thing. They're not seeking you out. You're just able to see them. Yeah. So I think a lot of people will miss those. But they are also the most common haunting because yeah. they're so easily and created. That, that's the
3: thing we were discussing before we started recording was uh, even Einstein and uh, Tesla believed in ghosts because you can only dissipate energy it can't be destroyed Um, so if you release a huge amount of energy during a traumatic event or something like that it imprints on time and space so that to me that kind of goes beyond a haunting it's more of a just a recording of what happened so that's And we were talking about how that would be hell because you're literally doomed to repeat this action every day over
2: well and, and the day. difference though is that that isn't actually your cognizant
3: oh, so the, soul so an imprint cognizant. has no
2: yeah it's um just the a, levels would be that the imprint is like the most simple form of a haunting because it actually isn't interactive at all you can change the layout you can jump in front of them they're just going to go through you you don't matter um now an interactive haunting where one is cognizant of you that's another story and that's kind of like what you were saying with your friend who took the piece of the rock or whatever i took a piece of rock from bobby Mackey's. um let me tell you don't waste your money at bobby Mackey's. it's a dead cell i know that they've made all kinds of things about it there's nothing there it's all hype it Literally. is a great place for there to be a lot of energy because it was a speakeasy and all these th- bad things happened there. Right. But any time I have been there, it is absolutely dormant. Is so a dead zone? That's, uh, we'll see what ha- I mean, maybe maybe it's just like, I don't like that woman. but yeah. uh, and, you know, Maybe it is, but usually I would think that these people that purportedly haunt it would be like, yeah. I don't like this woman, I'm going to do something. Perhaps so. they're
3: intimidated by it. Maybe it's a malevolent spirit that knows you're more powerful than it. Well, well,
2: and that could be that could be true. One but. of
0: the things
3: you were talking about earlier is that you say this stuff and people think you're crazy.
0: And one of the one of the reasons I think I was so skeptical for so long was because look at what the main there was a a whole industry brought up around people that would connect you with your dead parents or oh. whatever, yeah, and the it, whole there, the clairvoyance tricks. and the mediums. And then it it turns out there's actually like it's just like any other magic trick. There's a guide you follow. It's a the trick. cold probing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you ask these questions, and you, and I've, yeah. I've,
3: I mean, it's crazy. I was just uh, listening to a podcast yeah. on the similarities between um, the trick of being a medium and uh, police interviewing a suspect and trying to get a confession, yep. they're almost identical yeah. in their technique. It is yeah. crazy. It's all in the questions, the setting, um, all the psychological games you play with that person. Mm-hmm. You're getting them to give you the answers to make everyone ooh and all. Yeah, like, the only
2: difference is that when you go to a psychic you want them to find out the things so you're much more able to in body language and other ways give them the information yeah give them clues so yeah that's one thing i i don't ever volunteer to do um i can read cards i can do all of that stuff but to me um you know and you already brought up that i'm a witch i you know i'm just i'm a pagan Mm -hmm. and ritual doesn't matter It's Ritual, ritual is just basically like when you're doing katas out on the front yard because you have to practice yeah. Yeah. your your, your martial arts. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But if you know what you're doing, you don't really need that ritual. Yeah. I'm not saying rituals are bad, and I'm not putting anyone down that uses them, but they're not necessary.
3: Yeah, and it's all about intent anyway, right? I mean, correct. You yes. were able to banish a god with. Christmas carols, essentially. Right. I, I don't think the ritual does. Yeah, I mean,
2: I will put it up for debate whether that was a god. I don't give it that much credit. I don't
3: give, that I don't give
2: myself that much credit well, that I could per- banish a god.
3: Perhaps it was a dwindled version of a forgotten god. I, I feel don't. like it was an Thank
2: elemental. You. Okay. That's a different thing. So an elemental has never been human. Pant. Right. Yeah. It has never been human, but it is tied to a natural location like that. So mm-hmm. it makes sense that it was an elemental. It might have been a say. They also often dislike or they want to be human. Uh, Many spirits that yeah, have never been jealous. human want to be yeah. human to feel what it is to be flesh.
3: Yeah, we're kind of the chosen so, yes. uh, being. To,
2: so, to, so to see us being joyous was probably yeah. very upsetting
3: that was us uh so
2: it's
0: interesting too you said you you know you use christmas carols that's saturnalia
2: that's yeah. yeah yeah so right
0: you you used a saturnalian yeah. chant
2: i stole back uh, yeah i stole back <laughs> Re- i reclaim I'm gonna Re-per- reclaim this guys Which, you, know, you tell
0: everybody i tell my friends this whenever i'm like i've got religious friends I'm, i would consider myself basically a messianic jew myself that's where i've been that's my travels that i've gone through And when you're a Catholic, which I went to Catholic school, I've been in there, I've watched it all. You're literally Roman paganism with more Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) that's
3: Um, what it is. I've read an interesting fact that in Europe, if you see a Catholic church that is named St. Alexander, that means that was a pagan site because he is the saint of killing pagans pagans, essentially, replacing them with Christianity. And if you go in the basements of these hundreds and hundreds of year old churches, you will find remnants of altars. They didn't destroy the altars. They just built on top of it. And if you look at the history of that, that's even in the what we can read now. You had the time
0: of Pentecost happening, and this was yeah. probably the most radical departure ever. They're like, okay, fine, we'll pay your taxes, but we don't care. We're not going to use your money. Yeah. that's That's a shocker. Look what yeah. just happened with the blockchain, yeah. with Bitcoin. They're attacking this to death. It's yeah. the same kind of spirit. You have that happening, and then all of a sudden, oh, I had a dream. We're with Jesus now. you yeah. take them out. Yeah. <laughs> They're not doing Jesus right. No. Yeah. We're taking You're Je- Jesus-ing, bro. Yeah.
3: yeah. So, I need uh, a, shirt a bit of an offshoot. offshoot. I need a shirt that says that you're jesus Praise
1: John. praise John. Praise John. Oh, praise praise John. John. <laughs> <laughs> oh God.
0: Hell, Morticia. <laughs> so, Morticia, you have a specific story that you want to get into that you can remember that stands out to you. I have them. so.
2: Oh, but this is what I'm saying. I, I don't because don't. It's, so it's so common. common. And, and then I was also telling him before you got home about, um, you know, I think people probably discredit things that people such as myself say about mm-hmm. this topic because we're so casual about it. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, oh, that's... You must be lying because you're so casual about it. But again, it goes back to it just being like, that's my normal life. So that's why I had told him and you when we met that you're going to have to lead me because there's, yeah. I don't know where to start. I there, really honestly don't have know where to start.
0: I have a history in psychology. That's what I actually went to school for. I, I could not get my uh, final 400 level class done because I did not have intro in Bloomington. So I took a minor, yeah. but I did that. I've also been in sales a long time. And I really believe sitting here across from you, you're not trying to sell me anything. <laughs> and you're not using
3: any tricks. So that's a, that's a good sign. There's yeah. a question I've always wanted to ask you because my mother was raised in a very haunted house. Uh, every person that's lived in that house claimed to have their own personal haunting. One of the things that all of them, she, she was the only one that would talk about it, but she would get others to talk about it and uh, that had grown up in the house. And all of them talked about, it was like hearing a radio Oh, uh, God, that's yes. in the distance. It's just low enough for you to not make out what they're saying. And she said it was a constant sound. It was not just in and out. It was constant her entire life. So you saying that just gives me cold chills. I don't know why. That's right. really weird. Yeah. And, and I've always wondered, is that something you've experienced often?
2: Um, so I don't have that constantly, but I, if people could see us, I'm over here just like, <laughs> yes, yes, uh-huh. yes, you know. Um, so I don't have it constantly, but you will find it in homes that are active if you yeah. are able to, if you're able well, to tune into that. that's what she
3: meant constantly as she grew up in that
2: right. house. Right. Okay, yes. Yeah. Like, so what you'll hear is, say, you two are in another room talking. Yeah. I moved to that room to hear what you're saying, but you then you've moved yeah. to the bathroom. So it's one of those things where you're always having a conversation in another room. Yeah. That's what... She's yeah. saying, yeah. yeah, and I hear yeah. it um all she the time. She said
3: she always felt like if she could just turn the knob just a little. Yes, bit, if she you could, could just get a little closer, yeah, if you could get your
0: glass up to the, the door. This just dawned on me. I don't know if it's why it's giving me these cold chills or what, but when I had my roommate living here, there were many times when I would think they were home and walk back to that room, thinking they were back there having a conversation. Uh-huh. They would be dead silent. That's so crazy. Also, there was a night that I was in that bedroom. This was, I think he'd moved because we were in that room on the right. Yeah. And I kept hearing, this is exactly how I can describe it. It sounded like someone was ruffling a cigarette wrapper, like a cellophane. Yeah.
3: And I thought, something
0: is sparking off and going to light on fire. And I remember getting up repeatedly during the night and trying to figure out what was going on. Never figured it out. Really? Yeah. Um, Ended that night, never came back.
3: There was something uh, you had mentioned uh, right before Brian got home, Aaron, about uh, six types of honeys. Is that how many you said?
2: No, I just said there. There were different kind of. I say levels, but
3: okay. they
2: really are types.
3: What types of honey? So, are there? and now
2: you got me drinking this. Week. I don't drink, folks. So I am a super lightweight. She doesn't
3: drink, and I feed her the
0: uh, you know sharpest honey. Right. I am. Rye. I am. I'm definitely
2: feeling it, but that's, that's fine. to me. Yeah. So, um, again, like the the basic, what people will say is a ghost is your imprint, where yeah. somebody's just had a high a emotion yeah. instance in their life so it can be joy it can be death like the, the guy that was falling the, down the stairs or had the girl falling down the stairs or whatever but it can be a high it has to be a high emotion yeah. moment for that person or or something that they did that they that was part of their routine and they loved that routine yeah so when they you're had talking about those people who constantly you see a ghost go down the hallway and turn and go into the wall well that's yeah. because it was going out to the garden or whatever But the floor scheme has changed. But to it, that imprint, it's still on that same track. You can't leave that track.
3: One of the questions that comes to mind uh, for me when you talk about the imprint, um, that being just a mindless recording, could it possibly that you could imprint on a time and space uh, without dying? Is that possible that you know?
2: I think so. I believe that that is... I I don't feel that you can say that you can imprint... And then be seen after death, and not imprint during your and be seen while you're alive. Yeah. But usually, when that you see an imprint, you don't know who it is. So how would you ever know? Yeah, you can identify. So I I form, I firmly believe that that is a possibility that and a likelihood. Sim- but how would we be able to put it? See yourself imprinted and never
3: know it's you. So a
2: funny thing that you bring up, and I'll get back to stages in a minute. But I am often my doppelganger is seen a lot. Yeah. I don't know if we've talked about that yeah, before. Mm-hmm. But people will get absolutely upset with me because I deny that I was in that spot where they know they saw me. Yeah. It's even been so bad that my sister saw me come around the barn, my sister that's passed away, saw me come around the barn when I was much younger in this very distinctive shirt that I used to have. Yeah. And she knew I was wearing that shirt. I showed up at mom's later that day and she was like, you walked around the barn earlier in that shirt. And it was Paula. Now that, yeah. she was very connected as well to the other side yeah. in a bad way, but yeah. she definitely it, saw it me. Infa-
3: it impacted her life in a much yes. different
2: way. Yes. Yeah. She let it absolutely take her over and control her. Um, yeah. But I've I seen, you know, people say she's you in, in, you know, they, they'd see me in Madison and I'd be like, no, I haven't been to Madison in a little while. And they're like, I saw you on Main Street. I know. Yeah. And it's like, I wasn't there. <clears throat> so yeah, that's pretty common. Um, so now I don't think that's me. Do- I don't think that's me imprinting. I, I don't know what that is. I, I honestly don't know. I think
0: I do believe too. Madison is one of the only towns around here that is significantly older than Butlerville. Yeah. Oh, because I, it popped up on the river. There Madison are, is ancient. It's mm-hmm. very uh, important to the Masons. There's some old Masonic bodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Schofield
2: House. I, that's my hometown. Madison is my hometown. Yeah. Um, we moved there when I was like ten, right outside in the rural area. You know where I live. Yeah. Um, well, where my parents lived and. Um, when I came, when we got to Madison, it was coming home to me like that. It speaks to me so much. Yeah. Um, it's also a sister city of Savannah. I don't know if anybody knows that, but now you do. Yeah,
1: Savannah, and Sa- Georgia. Savannah,
2: Georgia the right. the fountains were made. They're okay. they're they're basically twins. The Forsyth Fountain, mm-hmm. which is a big deal in Savannah, and then the Broadway Fountain, yeah. um, our sister fountains. There's another one. I want to say it's in Minneapolis, but I don't care about that one, so I don't pay attention. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, Madison is amazing.
0: Queen of the Dumpster Fire arrives. Hi! Do the creepy creaking of our. That door. was a great sound effect. I loved it. Nice. So creak. Um, it does not. That's peculiar.
2: Yeah, the Schofield House is. Uh, you can you can tour it. Um, I've been in it multiple times. It uh, It is the original Masonic Lodge in Indiana. Okay. okay. Um, there's. I can tell you just tons of stuff just about Madison ghost stories. We could have a whole session of Madison <laughs> ghost stories. I am
3: fascinated by the. The Hilltop Hotel. I've been there. Yeah, I want to. Stay I've there stayed a there so night there.
2: Bad. Horrible mattress, and we well, could not control the heating. It was so hot. But other than that, it was a really cool place. Well, Madison, very mellow feel. Very mellow vibe. Well, Hi.
1: From the work I did in, being I
2: in to Madison, meet I can you tell too. you
0: there's something very odd about that place. I, I don't um, know how else to put it. You mean the whole town uh, of Madison?
1: Yes. Aaron.
2: Um, uh, Madison mellow. is very much alive. It's, uh, you know, like I've been down there just walking. To the car from say a school presentation or whatever, you know, like I grew up there. So I'm the vibe of it, they know you're home. The dogs are just like, hey. Yeah. Um, it, it's just Madison is alive in yeah, and of it itself. Is. And especially now, I don't know if you've ever been to Clifty Falls State Park. Oh, yeah. I oh, was yes. there all oh. the time growing up. Yes. Um, so she she gets hungry. If you look back into her history, she eats occasionally. I was
0: going to just tell you that yes. this is literally what I was going to say. I swear to God that it, it consumes people. Yes, she does. Yeah. There's and animals oh, that yes. flow in line with.
2: Thank you. Uh, yep.
0: I, I know all of this is insane, and I got to see. Did you get cold
2: chills just now? A little bit. I got, <laughs>
0: got kind of. I mean, I got kind of down because, like I said, I worked in the underbelly of all this. So yeah, I've seen some stuff. Uh, so Clifty <laughs>
2: Falls does eat occasionally. Uh, usually, a young girl. That's yeah. that's what yeah that's her, that's
0: yeah. There's favorite. something peculiar. I was going to say there it's very peculiar. Yeah, so, right. I
2: love it. Um, I actually was in the park one night, and not supposed to be there after dark really, and you have to leave by eleven, and it was probably, I mean, it was getting close to midnight. You know, mm-hmm. what people think is the witching hour, but that's not true. Mm-hmm. Um, so my boyfriend and I were there, and we were hiking the trails at night, and I started to hear a group of people coming. So we hid. Like I got up into a little crevice in a, because. I thought it was the DNR, and mm-hmm. I'd already been in trouble with them a few times for sneaking uh-huh. around the park, and, yeah. you know, so they knew me. So I hid in this crevice, um, and I was overlooking this part of the trail that was a little bit wider, uh, going down to Little Clifty, if yeah. you know where that is. Yeah. So they were at the main, like, right before you start the stairs, there's kind of a, there was, I don't know what it looks like now, but it was a little wider spot there, and uh That's still it, there they were all in robes. I mean, it was definitely a group coming out to do their thing, which I don't mind. You do your thing, but I also didn't want them to know I was there. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it was one of those where I was just like, please don't let a rock fall. I I have a feeling they would be very upset (laughs) if I were discovered. Mm -hmm. Um, And and they did some fun stuff. And then they left.
3: At midnight in a, it's a good spot, though. In a park where you're not supposed to be. If an occultist and a witch meet, do they have to have a dance off
2: <laughs> No. Not That's this. The sell <laughs> not this We're witch. We're it up. No. <laughs> dance off dance off Right. Wow, I, I yes. can't be dancing. No, no. Um, but yeah, Madison is a, an entity of herself, and I love it. I, I yeah. absolutely love it. It yeah, is. I amazing.
0: always was drawn to that place. And then, like I said, when I got there, I was like, there's something off. And the river
2: really feeds that energy. Water is, of course, I mean, I'm sure you guys probably already know this, but water is a huge Uh, uh, conduit for that. I loved
3: the old Milton Bridge. For one, it was terrifying. Yes. And uh, for another, you've actually got a sense of what ancient man would have saw when they saw the river. Because it is just such a vast expanse. It would have looked uncrossable. Every time I go
0: down into that valley of Madison, Madison's fascinating for multiple reasons, and one of them is that you can look... When you start to go down the hill, yeah, across and see the miles that yeah. that water yeah. has just carved out, and you think, how long did it take to do this? Yeah, and, you can and think how high
3: that water used to
1: be. Oh, yeah. I wonder uh, that too. I
0: wonder if that wasn't like that
3: was the size of the
0: river. I promise you,
3: that water mark was up to the top of the hill of Madison mm-hmm. once upon a time. I think uh, so. I do because uh, the that, last
4: dinosaur The in height the of that mm-hmm.
3: follows for so long. Yeah, it's uh, I mean. The Valley you see is a secondary valley to the whole valley that is Madison yeah. essentially from top of the hill to the bottom of the hill so if you take an aerial view of Madison and Milton you're literally looking at a giant river valley You are. well and you're
2: down. looking at where the glacier stopped
3: yeah I mean yeah, exactly. like it's
2: actually and
3: that's the good. deluge when the glacier suddenly melted for some mm-hmm. reason it created a gigantic river through the middle of this country and the Ohio was part of that um, the Mississippi was the other they actually, some estimates, uh, Graham Hancock, he estimates that Ohio was at least 10 times its size, yep. depth and width, at one point. It would have been like a great lake, just thousands mm-hmm. of miles long. Yep. <laughs> it wow. is was uh, pretty amazing. You know, another very random and interesting thing about Madison is I think that's one of the only
0: places around here that is older than Butlerville. Butlerville was a train stop town. I've talked about this before. So was Vernon, Indiana. But Madison was a river town, Uh and so there are, I know for a fact there are some Masonic Lodges down there that predate almost everything that's around here. And it makes sense, because it's on the river, it's on the channel.
3: Yeah, yeah, uh, the Ohio was like a super highway uh, one time, so it would make sense. Um, You're from that area, Uh, Aaron. Do you know anything about the Masonic Lodge?
2: So, the Schofield House is um, actually on the tour of homes, so you can go actu- you can go out there, and I think it's open pretty much every day to tours. Of course, nobody lives there, mm-hmm. but it is the original Masonic Lodge for Indiana, um, and they have the, I don't know what you call the room upstairs that's oriented to the compass points. I'm sure you probably know, um, but it still functions. Uh, people uh-huh. still get... I don't know what the
3: initiate, initiate. there you go they yeah. still
2: get initiated into the masons there so it is still active um but it is also a museum if that makes any sense it makes yeah. a
0: lot of sense that's yeah uh, a lot of those lodges have old history the one here in butlerville actually still has the windows where they would reach the mail hooks out so it's also a very antique building uh, there's a building beside it that's kind of fallen down i it's believe
4: it's the original old. post office wasn't it they had to
0: be. I mean, if they yeah. were hooking really mail sad. off the train in bags, that's... Yeah. Yeah. And they, they renovated it. Prepared. Well, the the small building beside it's in disrepair. Uh, the, that is that the building. old
1: post
4: office.
0: Yeah, the, old, the, the building that they're in has been uh, maintained by yeah. them. They put a little porch on the back and all kinds of stuff. This this is our direct neighbor. They
4: elevated the uh, air conditioner so people can't steal them. put <laughs> the metal inside them. They, they oh built like ledges gosh. for them. Sorry. Oh,
3: to small town Indiana house. problems. <laughs> Gotta right, to love right. The
4: one at yep. the liquor store is in bricks.
3: Scrap. <laughs> <Done his laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's got copper in it, does yes. it? <laughs> uh, it do. Wow! 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 Good wow. times. Good times.
0: So you know, I wish I had some more, uh, some more scary stories of my own to share, but I really don't. I don't think I do, especially I, I, with everything that I've kind of got to take in from what you've
3: told us earlier. I actually uh, remembered it's not so much scary, but it is the only paranormal. Th- uh, well, it's one of the only paranormal things that uh, have ever happened in my house, and it seems so minor, but it was so odd. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a teenager uh, in the house I grew up in. I currently own. Um, I had just laid down, I was like 17 and day off I laid down to take a nap And uh, I couldn't fall asleep And fully clothed I, Some change fell out of my pocket Well we have hardwood floors And I heard a change hit the floor And then start rolling And I look over, there's a penny on edge Rolling away from me I watch it roll all the way to the back of the house I never heard it spin down And I never could find it it rolled a good twenty feet. It's it's yeah, so old, yeah, yeah, it was very bizarre, and uh, I got up and searched the entire house. Uh, it drove me insane, and I never did find it. And I was, I was waiting uh, for it to make the sound. No you know, question. Uh,
4: were you just in the one movie? Where his spinny coin is the uh, one that keeps spinning.
2: Oh, Inception? Oh,
3: inception. Yeah. inception. Are you inception or? Right? I, I, I may have inceptioned myself. I mean, it's happened before. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's absolutely doable now. Yeah. Well, Maybe it's can, funny that you
2: talk about that because I do believe in uh, layers of dimensions. I, I do believe yeah. in that theory that there are, you know, every possibility is out yeah. there. infinite you know?
3: dimensions. Yeah.
2: Um, so I... I also want to point to the book by Charles Fort. I believe it's called, called Low, L O apostrophe uh, L O exclamation point. Uh, if you haven't read it, you should pick it up. It just goes through a whole lot of things that are just paranormal paranormal for lack of a better word. I um, mean, there's one where they talk about a gentleman, I believe he was in Europe, but I could be wrong. Doesn't matter. Uh, He actually went out basically to pee behind a bush and his family never saw him again, but they could hear him for a very long time They They conversed with him him. and they just he told them he described the realm that he was in This this dimension that he was in (laughs)
1: yeah,
2: Um, so they would have conversations with this guy, you know their father their husband whatever and over time, he would have periods of uh, the periods of time where he would be gone, would be longer and longer, and then eventually they stopped being able to contact him at all. But that went on for a very long time.
3: There, there was a sto- and it's well documented. There was a story in early America, um, pre Salem witch trials. Uh, can't think which colony it was when they were still colonies, um, where a little girl disappeared uh, for I think ten or twelve years. She was nine or ten years old, and just reappeared and could not tell anywhere where she had been, had no recollection of where she had been. It was like, to her, it was the next day of her disappearing when she returned. Um, had no idea so what had happened. Exactly
0: how long have aliens been abducting uh, abducted? Right.
3: It's hard to mm-hmm. tell um, And I don't know, I've been reading a lot of different theories about uh, some there's possibility that it's not so much aliens, that it's our, f- future, our selves. future selves, or uh, maybe interdimensional beings. The, the, remember the whole thing, the John
0: Peter, where he came back to find yes. a machine that ran like
3: C-Basic, and he yeah. told all
0: these like very direct predictions of the future, yeah. and then everyone's was like, well, this and this didn't come true.
3: What if, what if when you go back, you could jump dimensions? So it's yeah. the Mandela effect. What if that yeah. caused that? Or perhaps some coming back was altered It did. And that's exactly
0: what, that's kind of what the um, Terminator...
3: Uh, I've been studying a lot was. of biocentrism. I don't know if you have read about this idea that uh, reality only exists when it's being observed. Oh, yes. Um, uh, which is essentially proven Solid uh, between uh, the double slit uh, experiment and then... Um, oh, I'm not going to. Quantum entanglement. Um, because there's things that just don't make sense. Uh, electron, when it's not being paid attention to, uh, behaves uh, like a particle, but when we pay attention to it, it behaves like a wave. To very much dumb this down, they did a test where they spun a top. Yeah.
0: A very balanced, like, gyroscopic top. And the top would stay in its position on the table. When someone observed it and thought about it falling off the table, it would increase the likelihood that it fell off the board. Yeah, tail. yeah. And that's just so basic, but that really did something. There was and something then happening. you look at
3: quantum entanglement. Um, so photons are always made as twins, mm-hmm. always. Uh, we don't know why, I think, if we knew why. We'd understand reality a little better. But uh, they, they have a spin, and the twins, when two photons are born, they spin at the exact same rate in the same direction. Well, if you... No matter how far of a distance you put between them, they will maintain the same speed of spin, same direction. But if you stop one, the other immediately stops. And they could literally be billions of light years apart. There is no physical mechanism in this realm that could cause one to instantly stop the other. So that that to me says they're connected to something beyond by something either we cannot observe, from a perspective we cannot observe, yeah. or a dimension. Which if you think about, this is the way uh, oh, uh, Bill Bryson puts it. Think about trying to explain uh, the iPhone to an ant. Yeah, It's all about perception. Uh, we are in a different dimension than the ant. Um, our perception's going to be far greater than theirs. And so, if you just look at that in levels, and then there's, I think I sent you the link to the uh, video, there's a new theory that's really catching fire amongst um, quantum, uh, quantum physicists about us. Uh, uh, it's based on 16 dimensions that they actually have found that uh, the dimensions take a particular geometric stri- uh, shape, and there's 16 dimensions, and we are essentially in the third. Uh, dimension. Um, so uh, there, that would make 13 higher levels of dimension uh, above us or all around us essentially because above and below um, mean nothing when you're talking about uh, yeah. this stuff. But uh, and pretty interesting.
4: I grew up watching the sci fi show Sliders and loved it. Like, very, very obviously entertainment, um, simple view of the multi dimension, but loved it like because it was just kind of that first glimpse of like whoa what if this is something that could be done like I would love to meet other Ella like yeah mm-hmm. uh,
3: so and with uh, your belief um, uh, your belief and all of your experiences uh, do you believe that there's something to some ghosts being interdimensional beings or do you believe they are always uh, souls of ours
2: I, I really don't give that much thought, but I do think that we see interdimensional beings. And I'm really kind of one of those people, and this is going to be off the wall, um, but I I would say that the theory that Bigfoot is an interdimensional being makes logic. I mean, it's a logical story to, yeah. to look into because... You never see any evidence of their bodies. You never find a whole lot of so anything. Like, I mean, and I, visiting, is that what
4: you're saying? Like,
2: yeah, basically, like just, you know, like we're going on vacation maybe, or maybe it's a recon know. I don't know. Just I,
3: don't know I had, they're had a, a yeah. Yeah. very so, interesting so. conversation with someone who uh, volunteered for two seasons in Yellowstone, and they were taught during their training. Oh,
2: yeah. You, that, yeah um, The stone tools, yeah, the harvest you would of the bison.
3: You would find at least one, probably two, slaughtered bison, and it would obviously be done with stone tools in a very rudimentary way, but every piece of that bison would get used, and they just don't talk about it. And, and you know,
2: it really goes back to the fact that um, it doesn't take any technology to, to travel interdimensionally. You just find, for lack of a better word, I'm going to use a Stephen King th- uh, phrase, but a thinny. And so I this happens a lot Uh, you can feel them if you are of that type of person that can feel things like that it's just a spot where the veil between the dimensions is thin I mean I mean for lack of anything mm -hmm. else it's a thinny and so those creatures then have realized that that's a good spot to go to hunt or to do whatever they're wanting to do just like we would know we're a good hunting spot this is
0: the whole concept and I always think that uh, film and all of this predates disclosure for a while and that is that's the whole concept of Stranger Things like hey we're looking in this other dimension and something escaped from it and uh, if you go back a little further one of my favorite films is Altered States Mm -hmm. yeah that's an excellent uh, book that's that's one that deals with like he goes back to a primitive form like a a dimension where they hadn't developed
3: yeah yeah that's an excellent book Uh,
0: yeah so
2: I mean back to your point I guess We might see things from other dimensions and not realize it is and think it's a ghost, but does that make it a ghost? No, because it isn't really what we would consider the definition of a ghost, which is the spirit of something. Uh, We were
3: talking earlier about uh, demons and how they're possibly interdimensional beings, um, some some benevolent, some malevolent. And uh, I think it's interesting, you see a commonality between. the demons or daemons from Samaria all the way to the Indus River Valley people. This I mean, is... you have the djinn, you have the Oni, you have many forms that are obviously the same creature. Obviously. They're all depicted the same way. And uh, I, it goes back to that comparative mythology we are talking about. But uh, it, to me, it seems like they're an interdimensional being. Uh, what were you about to say? There's or? a
0: very weird thing that has stood out to me, and I actually didn't know a lot about it, and I've done some research into this, and it is the Agathos daemon. Yeah. So the Agathos daemon is one of the first times, this is a Greek mythology where this comes up, and uh, it's a it's a noble spirit, it's a helpful spirit. And when they you go through the history of it, it appears to be Zeus well, dressing like a serpent, but it's mm-hmm. the, it's he's the bride.
3: Or the, the uh, he has a bride. He, he's a helpful spirit to her. And he he also shows up as a, a comely youth occasionally. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a couple of different representations. Uh, Zeus, I mean, it is probably another way for him to have sex with random things. Um, well, I mean, he knowing, was having sex with a woman uh, and a snake. And uh, I don't know what's happening? Knowing Zeus, I mean, yeah. uh, he was.
0: Uh, it's just very wow. interesting that that uh, that's kind of the first. Mention I hear of uh, the the word demon.
3: I, the I uh, Damon actually goes all the way back to Sumer. Yeah. Um, uh, they believed in over four thousand demons, and then you have things like Aaron and I were talking about before we started recording. Um, all these grim laws that have appeared throughout history, like the Key of Solomon. Mm-hmm. The Key of Solomon, literally supposedly written by King Solomon, who is a big shot in the the Bible. Um, he wrote Song a Solomon, all about yeah, sex, sex magic. he writes uh, the key of Solomon which is how to contain and enslave demons uh, and and there's a list and it gives the hierarchy of all the da- uh, demons it uh, tells you who's who and what's what and full explanation and then you've got several other grimoires. some are lost to history right now I believe it's the green book we do have and I can't remember exactly where it's being held it's in a museum uh, it's the oldest grimoire that's still intact that we know of. And it's still around. But it mentions in the beginning of it a sister copy that's like a darker version um, called okay. the Red Book. Uh, I think I have my colors correct there. Um, I know it's green and red. I just can't remember for sure which one we have and which one's missing. But the other's lost to history. And I just read a great article about um, they actually think that it's in a private collection. Yeah. And. Uh, it's being protected. I just yeah. thought, of, this is probably the most
0: disappointing and crushing thought I've ever had in my life. If I were ever given access to the Vatican
3: Library they keep hidden from everyone, I couldn't read any of it. Really? <laughs> is <that> in
0: Latin? <laughs> in yeah. Latin.
3: <laughs> um, there's a fantastic to book, uh, Tom Robbins. If you've never read any Tom Robbins, do yourself a favor and you'll be crazy like me. Um, but he his very first book, in 1969, he wrote a book called Another right, Roadside Attraction. And the whole juxt of the book is the second coming of Christ, but it's not the way you think. They find Christ's preserved body in uh, the Vatican basement, <laughs> which uh, destroys the entire foundation of the church if it comes out. I mean, because yeah. Christ's body, <laughs> he didn't ascend. Uh, pretty interesting story. So, um, but. Um, that, that's one of my favorite ghost stories, and when I tell Christians that, that kind of pisses them off. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, zombie Jesus. I mean. yeah.
4: um, so I've got kind of a scary story, a spooky story to share, where nothing actually happened, but um, yeah. So go in your uh, way back machines. We're going back to like 2004, probably. Okay. We're on way back machines. And um, that's imagine, that far back. actually, let's do two, <laughs> 2003. So we've got 17-year-old Ella, and I'm in my mom's 1996 GMC Jimmy. Thinking I'm top shit because I got my license. I'm out. It's like senior year. It's like almost 11. I'm like curfew's at <laughs> one, bitches. Like we're out. We're cool. Um, I think it actually gone cosmic bowling um, because we were so badass and rebels. Uh, so cosmic bowling, and we load up in my mom's 96 GMC Jimmy because it holds everybody. Me, the guy I was dating at the time that I went to prom with that year, um, our older male friend that I worked at the movie theater with, and my two best girlfriends. And they get it, we get a wild hair perhaps, we're going to go visit Bloody Mary's Grave. Because, you know, obviously Bloody, Mary, Bloody Mary's Grave is in Jennings County, Indiana. <laughs> it's Why would it not small be? county. Cool. Yeah. Why would it not be? So we go out to, like, Crosley, I think. Um, didn't see the Crosley monster, thank God. But um, I've got a CD in that's going, and...
0: It's... Tool undertow. I am a
4: giant baby. I don't like being scared. I don't go to haunted houses. Like, I watch horror films in the daytime with the lights on. Like, (laughs) there are times when I'm just like, I look at Brian, I'm like, just so you know, you're going to the bathroom with me to watch me pee because I'm not going to be alone for like the next 72 hours because I'm scared of everything. (laughs) Um, So, we get there. So, my grandmother was the sexist of the Vernon Cemetery for like 70 years, basically. Like, her whole fucking life. And it's unlawful to enter a cemetery at night. And we're basically, in my family, you grow up, you respect the dead. you don't- You don't
0: You don't step on the graves, you walk none around. None of that shit, like,
4: my grandmother mm-hmm. literally used to hand dig
0: graves, like,
4: hardcore. So like, get out, get out, get out, get out. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'd gotten pulled over for the first time in my life, before this, so I'm amped up, because the cop comes, like, I have my hands on the wheel. He's like, what if you have to drink tonight? What if you have to drink? And I was like, ch-ch-cherry coke? Like, <laughs> I was very sweet and innocent back then, not like the Ella today. So, we're there, they're agony on, they're agony on. All of a sudden, dead quiet car, like midnight, okay? Bloody Mary's grave, like no lights because it's crossed, so I mean like there's no like overhead lighting, moonlight obstructed by trees, all of a sudden, five of us got out of that car so fucking fast, you would have thought it was on fire. It was the hidden track on an album, and it was the audience cheering they introded to. We thought it was a ghost coming after us. It was the best thing ever. We that's figured fantastic. it out. We were laughing at ourselves so
0: hard. Which, that's the uh, hidden track on, I believe, Undertow, Tool Undertow, yeah. and it is fantastic.
4: Could I can I just say that I think it's kind of a badass move that, like, I really didn't have a lot of musical influences in my life. That's how I like my parents, and I somehow stumbled upon Tool Undertaker, like as a 17 year old, naive, like goody two shoes, like honor roll student.
0: It's because you were a drummer. Oh,
4: yeah.
0: That's what it was. And yeah. I'm secretly like, you know, fuck and the man. Dana Carey is like, like, an octopus. octopus. He's an octopus. He's <laughs> yeah. a cephalopod, there's no doubt.
1: I don't yeah. think he's aged,
0: I think he just like, puts makeup <laughs>
1: on a little
0: older. I do have one, before we close this up, because we're getting long. uh I do have a question. Have you heard the stories about my two very vivid night terrors that I had the one my friend had as well?
1: Hmm.
0: Okay. I'm going to retell these. I'm sorry for everyone listening. I'll make you go through this again. The first one happened. I woke up at night. I had speakers in my college room that aimed at me and they were muffled. And I thought, what the hell? I look over and there is very vividly a tall person standing there to the point that I think someone's walked in my room. We were in college roommates. This stuff happened. And before I say anything, I blink, and he's gone, and the speakers are full on. So I'm like, okay, that was really weird. I talked myself out of it. I'm, I'm tired. I, I just kind of hallucinated. The next day, my friend's girlfriend's laughing at him. And she says, uh, yeah, uh, he got so scared last night he jumped out of bed. I'm like, what happened? He tells me that he vividly wakes up, watches a man walk in his room, and drop a spider on his chest. And he jumped completely out of bed. Over this. So that one's kind of scary. I'm like, okay, really weird. We had this at the same time, in the same place. The second one, this one actually scares me talking about it. I went, laid down in our apartment. I wake up. In the dream or wherever I was at, I stand up. I see myself stand up. I'm walking, kind of going to walk into the kitchen or wherever. And I look, there's a hallway in our apartment. And in the corner is this like black ball of static. It's like a round ball, and there's lines shooting off it. I'm like, what the hell is this? And it makes a baby cry, but it's one note, and it goes... And it gets so fucking loud, I wake up on the couch, and it disoriented me so bad because I thought I was standing up. And I I walked around the house, and I left. It, it freaked me out so bad. I, I've never heard of anything like that before. I want your take on those.
2: Wow, on that first one the man mm-hmm. I mean you know the, you got to almost think that there's something there there's yeah. something there and obviously it wasn't just an imprint going back to the stages this was something that was interactive so
0: this is something I have not said before and I did not realize this until now the girlfriend that my friend was dating at the time had extremely religious parents who swore up and down she had a demon oh yes I just remembered that oh yeah yeah I, and they they would go crazy about this so that's random
3: in the well, scary okay. movie, people would be screaming at the screen that you forgot that detail. <laughs> I forgot that detail. I, I was not close reader. I didn't, I
2: didn't well, I know mean, obviously, it's something. It's not an imprint. That's all I can say. Who knows what yeah. it was? Um, if you yeah. want to call it I an got imprint, the it was or weird how I got the
0: feeling like, well, whatever I was mean, going imprint, on, it was for me. You know what I mean? Like, right. I wasn't
3: worried about it that
0: night. You
2: weren't and the he one he came he there for. Right.
3: You weren't the target. Right.
2: So he was checking you out. I mean, he did that. that's all. He came in. He, he saw you weren't the right person. He left the room. Um, or it left the room. Yeah. I, you know, I doubt that it, something like that doesn't really have a gender. Yeah. But um, as far as the other one, tell me about it again okay. a little bit.
0: This is it's more good. than a night terror. I've had night terrors. I've had that uh-huh. old hag, all that stuff, like where you can kind of rationalize and wake up. In this, I literally set up off of the couch where I was napping. Stood up, went to walk.
2: Oh yes, the okay. Kitchen, the staticky the baby. Corner. Um, you know, it's hard to say because something like that doesn't really seem to me like it has a ever had a physical body. Mm-hmm. But I think things like that sometimes use what we would see as a disturbing noise to get our attention. So oh, whether, it, it, you know, dumb, a screaming dumb, baby, something like that, because that's <laughs> something that is going to be disturbing to you. Yeah. yeah. It's built into us to be disturbed by a screaming baby so that we'll attend to it. Yeah. Um, so I think things like that oftentimes will adopt things that will upset us or get our attention. And now what it was, who knows? I well, mean, it could was... have been, it could have been anything. It could have been somebody that had been murdered there and didn't know how else to communicate. Or it could have been an elemental that didn't have any... Uh, ever have any realm as far as physicality goes.
0: I'd almost go with that uh, because this is in Bloomington and we were on the outskirts on uh, 446, like the last apartment complex that the buses ran on. Mm -hmm. So we would walk, they actually tore a whole uh, woods down to make a clearing for another place right next to our apartment complex.
2: Yeah, I think a lot of times elementals are like that and they, so they try to identify with you or connect with you in a way that they think is going to be beneficial. Mm -hmm. Or to them. When I say beneficial, I mean to them as far as getting your attention and getting your reaction. Not necessarily something that's going to be beneficial as in, hey, let's have a good relationship. Because yeah. obviously you didn't respond to that, but you sure noticed it, right? Oh, yeah. I'm a
0: massive fan of death metal, death vocals I'm fine with. And this still to this day freaks me out. Like I said, it was the tone and how it rose in pitch and volume at the same time. Like I've, I've worked child welfare. I've dealt with babies currently. Like mm-hmm. that, no, that that whole uh, response isn't really there anymore. It was back then, probably a little more intact. But to this day, this freaks me out thinking about it.
2: Yeah, I understand. That's how I feel about the the pan story. It, yeah. Um, now I have definitely gotten to the point where I can talk about it, obviously without being teared up. But now, yeah. back in the day, there were it was probably a decade. You know, I was probably seventeen or eighteen before I ever even spoke about that. Like I did yeah. not talk about it. I didn't even talk about it. Uh, with the people who had been involved any of my cousins or nieces that were there and then when we did talk about it i actually i told you know a few of my female family members funny that it's always the females but um, i did yeah. talk to them about it and um they were always just blown away but then the first time i ever told a guy i think was uh, my ex-husband and i were on our way to a party where i knew that the other girl my cousin would be there the one that would know and I told him the story just out of the blue and I mean I was just like I mean it it used to make me just shake you know inside um and I so I told him this and I said now you because he was a skeptic now if you are ever with me for any amount of time you quickly stop being a skeptic because you start seeing and experiencing the things that happen around me but um at that point he was still a skeptic when we went to this party and I said so insert name here Tell him about that time we saw that goat man. And so she was like, oh my God, I didn't know. You know, she was just like, okay, okay. Once she got herself settled, she said, okay, let me tell you the story. And she did, and I didn't say a word. I had already told it to him on the way there, mm-hmm. and he was just shocked that that happened. Yeah. Um, so I do think that these these things play on what we want to see or what they think will connect with us the most, and so maybe to you... So were you a social worker at the time that you saw this happening? Psychologist. But okay.
0: I, I... Let me just put it this way. I grew up... But you
2: did know. you work with children? That's what I wanted. to know. I
0: grew up in the necessity of social work. Okay.
4: <laughs> well, we worked with we children. Bit. We weren't psychologists. That requires a like doctorate degree. But okay. We, Psychology major, yeah. Yeah. Okay.
2: Okay. But at the time when you heard this thing that disturbed you so much, you worked with children.
4: Yes? Actually, we were in college. I was in college. Getting yeah. a psych degree. Huh. Well, you got a criminal justice psych like minor.
2: Yeah, Yeah, that would be weird. I'd have to know more about the place, and I'd have to know more about like what may have happened there. No trace. No.
0: Terra Trace was the uh the man in the room. It was Night Ridge Apartments was the one Ridge, in, on the
2: yeah. edge of four I mean that's a pretty cool name for apartments, I have to say. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, X
4: thirty three was our apartment number. How cool is that? X thirty three. Yeah, at that's Knight pretty
2: niche. That Park. sounds like a sci fi crazy yeah. <laughs> weird romance going on. I don't know, but yeah. um it's weird too that you bring this up because um I feel like and now I'm kinda of losing my train of thought here because Guys, I don't drink, and this whiskey's hardcore. It is out yeah. of brew. We're it it, it is. I, I'm a little bit messed I mean, actually, up. However, oh God. Um, so, gosh, I've lost my train of thought. Start me off here again, Justin. Come on, pick it up for me.
3: Well, you said it was interesting to bring this up. And I know. You were talking about I what I want. want s uh, 33 I hope being you can cut the, this out at some point. The uh, no, this, is good.
2: this is this is gold right okay. here. This is okay. Okay. Um, can I interject story. something? Absolutely, right? because it jog my, my um, memory.
4: So when we were talking about interdimensions, I got two things to say. Oh, yeah. Um, as you guys know, I am not a Justin. I'm not a Brian. I am a very, very surface level. Like, you can give me absolute, well, not really absolute. Like, I hated, like, Fifty Shades of Grey. We went and watched it as, like, a girls' night, and I was like, this is fucking stupid. Because they were like, what do I get? Or it was like, you get me. And, like, all the women were like, oh. And I was like, wow, what a fucking cunt. Like, <laughs> we right in the movie theater. And, like, everybody hated me because I was like, <laughs> Dude, really? Like, wow. So, I guess I'm not like that superficial, but for the most part, I just want to be entertained. So, um, speaking of interdimensions, um, Dean Koontz from the Corner of His Eye, fic- fiction, but mm-hmm. very good because it's about a young boy named Bartholomew who loses his eyesight at the age of three mm-hmm. and then gains it back basically by traveling interdimensionally and borrowing sight from the Bartholomew's and other dimensions that never lost his sight. So that's how he watches his daughter walk down the aisle. And eventually he gains it back because he learns how to control the other dimensional Bartholomew's to have like a second of blindness. And it allows him to come full circle and have his full uh, line of sight back. So that was cool. Serial killer, like, suspense. I mean, it's a Dean Koontz novel. I listened to it for, I think, a solid summer. It's a long book. Um, I listen to books on audiobook. Highly recommend with the interdimensional stuff. And then I want to talk about Fringe fringe is a very oh entertaining gosh. um tv series and deals with two dimensions only two and it is great you've got walter the mad scientist and Walternit, who is the alternate walter uh-huh. where like you can't get coffee. like it's little things like it's still a fully functioning universe and other universe and other dimension
1: yeah walter but like is- they don't
4: have coffee like yeah. random stuff. Like little like a famine happened or something. Like or like a, a crop shortage. You know what I mean? Like so it's a little things between the two, but I, I'm not gonna give anything away, but I highly recommend fringe. Um, just know if you have a soul, you will bawl your eyes out on the last episode. Well, that's all I'm gonna say. Walter
0: is I, I'm convinced based off of my dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Walter is his life. dad. It's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> peculiar. So yeah, that was that was particularly. Oh, that's good. That was
3: so a good those channel. are pretty
4: light, but I just wanted to get those out there.
0: Always good for a recommendation?
3: Yeah, um, I actually just thought of a really good book recommendation. Uh, It involves an alternate dimension, kind of. Anyone here read House of Leaves? Oh, I have. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> that is, is a
2: trip, is it not? Uh, it is. I a mean, psychological have you have you listened experience. to Poe's uh, yeah. album that goes with yeah. it? Because that's her brother. I've,
3: when I reread it, mm-hmm. I used, very, I listened it's, to it's the trip. soundtrack. It's as it is, uh-huh. and it changed the experience completely. Mm-hmm. Uh, listening yeah. to it, that, that is that five is like, minute that hallway,
2: is, five and a half minute hallway. Yeah, that is my creepy f- as favorite shit. chapter. Like creepy. as It's
3: about a. It's written, most of it's written from a journal of a person that's living inside the House of Leaves, but the House of Leaves is a house that is larger on the inside and ever-changing mm-hmm. than it is it on, in its outer dimensions. Uh, it is its own dimension, essentially, and literally, it's written as though it's a journal. So you're going mad right along with this guy. There's pages with just a single word written yeah. on them. There's uh-huh. pages that it's They're only written in the yeah. in the margins. There's ones that this like spiral. Very strange. Uh, it's a uh, it's a psychological. It's one experience. of those where
2: you start hearing things on yeah. the other side of the wall, yeah. and yeah. you know, like
3: it's a uh, he. And then when
2: you add the music to it, m- you.
3: Mark Z. Danielewski is who wrote it, and he's brilliant. I believe he does have a psych degree, and I know that he studied um, fear, the fear response before writing this book. Like Mm -hmm. That was his research he did for this book, was what makes humans afraid.
2: He commented on something I posted on Instagram once. I thought that was really really cool. Yeah, (laughs) This is is what I
0: take from this, and I'm going to preface this for future episodes, is that I have a concept that I call bardic wizardry. And this comes from Alan Moore. Yeah. It's it's another, I listen to Alan Moore and these words come in my head that aren't anything he said, but they're there. And when you say that this person made this art and his sister made companion art to it, yeah, that to me is like next level. My sister is an exceptional artist. She's a writer and she's fantastic. And I can just imagine that. And then I think back, like when you look at a, any type of a religion where they're like, if. People pray together. It's seven times as powerful going at the numbers. So that's very interesting. That's probably one of the coolest recommendations we've had in a while. Yeah. It's a great,
2: yeah. It is yeah. a
3: psychological experience. That's it, wonderful. It is, uh, and when I, wonderful.
2: I actually had to order it from a place in Madison to find it, to get it. It's hard to get. I mean, yeah. I, it may it not actually, be now,
3: but it, it was back then. It actually started as uh, a post online and uh-huh. people kept on adding to a post and he just took all these posts and, and put it together. Edited it together and <laughs> he made it a co- cohesive yeah, it's story. Comments. It's amazing. It's, amazing. it's yeah. an amazing story. So,
0: mm-hmm. Well, and look what we're doing right now. And I really think that there's some truth to this. Like, when you get this creative force together, it does multiply. Yeah. And you talked about intent. That's a big thing that's come up. Uh, some of my friends are getting into this stuff now. And uh, the, in coming back to intent is a very, very big thing. Like, yeah. you can go at something with a good intent completely screw it up, and it still work out. And I've seen I, that in my
3: life. I actually have an interesting oh. experience with intent. Uh, my last day of massage school Was a free day We were just massaging each other And kind of the head teacher Who's this amazing Jedi of a woman From the Bahamas named Rhonda She, uh, she said Before you all start massaging each other Today this is your last day in school I want you to just As a class I'm going to leave the room I'm actually going to leave the building and run some errands I want you to pick an intention But wait until I leave Just pick an intention as a group what is your intent today with your massage what is your intention and she leaves and within five ten minutes we all voted love we didn't write it down we didn't we just said love is our intention we're yeah. going to show each other love she comes back a half an hour later and just walks over to the dry erase board and writes love in big bold letters and uh, yeah she knew she said it was palpable you could Feel it in the air, and uh, I think our uh, energy goes much beyond what our senses tell us, and intention is a lot of that. So um, I think that's why uh, this uh, podcast is important. It's that intentionality to put absolutely. it out there, uh, to try to bring some people together and have a conversation. Uh, so, yep, absolutely. So guys, I think we're gonna close it down on this. I wanna throw this
0: out there. I'm really liking this. I kind of want to go visit these places. I want more yeah. stories to share. And so we don't get bogged down into repetition. Yeah. And you know what? We bring new people with us that know different things than we do. It always makes it amazing. I, I'm going to throw out a, a kind of family friend, Buzzard. Oh, the Buzz. The Buzzard. Justin, you're familiar with him. The Buzzard. I was told that he actually knows more about Vernon history than anyone
3: Are you talking about Old Buzz or Little Buzz? Old Buzz. Old Buzz. Okay, yeah. Old Buzz is my mom's boyfriend. I actually, uh, my brother's stepdad, I would love to get him on here. He has written two several thousand page volumes that are at the uh, library about about. the history of Vernon. He is probably the most knowledgeable person I know on the history of Vernon. Folks,
0: I want you to put this in your mind. That's our intent going forward is we want to get these people on here we want to sit down with people. We want to have a good time, talk to them and put this out into existence. I mean, this yeah. will be here for as long as the internet's here. And yeah. sometimes I think about that and it just blows me away. Yeah. And, but you know what? It, it makes me feel good too. And uh, I'm not going to you know, I'm not worried. Uh, I'm not ashamed. I'm I'm very proud of this. So yeah. I want to thank all of you, all you throwaway kids that keep tuning in and listen. Everyone commenting on our Facebook. Thank you so much for being there for us.
3: Yeah, keep and, interacting on there, guys. Um, that yeah. lets us know you're out there listening to us. And uh, don't be afraid to drop suggestions. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to make this as interactive as possible. Yes, absolutely.
4: Well, and can we get a giant thank you to our guest tonight? Absolutely. And to come out and and here. I want to yeah. give,
0: yeah. give you this last <laughs> bit. Do you have anything to close with? Words of wisdom, What well, pressure, is
2: kind of important. Uh, Oh, gosh. All right. Well, I mean, I would like to say that I think everybody should try their best to shed whatever influence that they have had Uh that that realm does not exist because I promise you that it is out there and you are missing out if you close yourself from it. It's amazing. Um, I always find it to be just... It's a joy of my life to be uh, able to experience that stuff. And I think that everybody should put aside, it, it, you know, it doesn't have any religious constraints. There's This is just nature. This is life. This is reality. And I would love to see everybody experience a little more than I think most people do.
0: Absolutely. That's wonderful information and wonderful advice. So, All right, everyone. Thanks again. Keep dumpster diving. Keep on dumpster diving.